Well, good afternoon. Here it is, the midweek Wednesday. Did I hear that right? There was a a cannabis firm offering (laughs) five (laughs) folks employment at 50 bucks an hour to test the product. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, uh, it may not be as easy to come by as they think, because that would mean you'd have to apply for the job and get up off the couch. So uh, I'm just assuming that maybe somewhere Stop along snagging. the way. Yeah, well, you know, that's the way it works. 50 bucks an hour, though. What What are they thinking? You got to have an open schedule, I think, for something like that. Period events, blah, blah, blah. Like, this must entail some risk. Otherwise, you'd have volunteers coming out of the woodwork. I mean, so why would you have to entice them with 50 bucks an hour? The risk uh, is you might get a job. Unless you're Ooh. some social justice thing wrapped up in this that we need to give them a living wage. Come on, 50 bucks an hour. Are you kidding me? Uh, there's all kinds of people leaving heavy equipment jobs right now to do this, because uh, that's only paying like 35 or 40 However, uh, that's another issue for another time. We have uh, got our, well, our slate full. Uh, It's one of those days where there's a lot to address. I don't know if you've just returned to planet Earth or maybe you haven't heard, but uh, (laughs) the Ford ruling, uh, if we can call it that, it had to do with the notwithstanding clause being invoked. Uh, Temporarily, it turns out, because the government, Doug Ford's government, got a stay. This was the injunction, effectively, that allows him to proceed with his Bill 5 to downsize city council. From 47 to 25. And uh, (laughs) he doesn't have to invoke the notwithstanding clause. So that becomes a moot point. All sound and fury signifying nothing. But I guess the uh, hackles went up and uh, people are still not happy. But, you know, government house leader Todd Smith says that today's decision should be seen as a vindication for the government. We're pleased, obviously, with uh, the judge's decision today. We feel like we were well within our constitutional rights and as you know, I've said it over and over again, uh, most constitutional experts felt the same way, that Bill 5 was certainly within the rights of the provincial government. All right. Yeah, well, you see, a lot of constitutional experts, uh, but then there were the other folk who didn't believe that this actually uh, had any merit, or at least it was being rammed down throats unjustifiably in contravention of the Constitution and the Charter of Rights and blah, blah, blah. Where do they stand today? You know, and especially there there are some for whom this was a, a point of principle that they thought they were on solid footing. And these are supposedly legal scholars. I think the Toronto Star had uh, suggested it was, what, a, a group of 400 prominent legal scholars? <laughs> Where are they from? <laughs> you know, I, They're from that cannabis uh, focus group. Maybe that was it, yeah. I saw somebody actually uh, in a message board response say, uh, can you at least name these 400 legal scholars so we know we're not to get help? <laughs> so... Well, it's uh, one of those things that still has a lot of people shorts in a knot. Well, our friend Gord Perks, the city councilor, says this decision will severely compromise the services that city councilors provide to their constituents. I'm disappointed because uh, having having served on council now for 12 years and, you know, doing a, a, a certain kind of job that involved a lot of hands-on work in the neighborhoods, I know that I'm not going to be able to do that should I get lucky enough to get reelected. All right. Luck should have nothing to do with it, Gord. Uh, You should be able to stand on your reputation, your legacy after 12 years. All right, but more work for his constituents? I don't think so. I got to believe that, you know, we also know they have a staff, and uh, I think it's of six. On average, they spend about uh, $425,000 to $450,000 annually. That's in addition to their salary, which is like a buck thirty-nine, $139,000. Of course, that will all change when Jennifer Keysmat becomes the mayor. 
She's a mayoral candidate. Of course, that's not going to change. I was being facetious. Uh, She says it's absurd that the province would pursue council downsizing so ferociously, given the abundance of other issues at hand. This is not a normal provincial government. It's simply not. And as a result, a status quo approach is not going to be effective. We need to have strong local democracy in the city. That's what the residents of this city expect. And a strong mayor is required to deliver that. All right. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, this was all constitutionally drafted many, many years ago. And so that's the system. Uh, If you think you can change it, go ahead, fill your boots. Uh, But nobody's seen fit to do that just yet. So she's talking out of... uh, some aperture or other. And now, of course, uh, her counterpart, Captain Obvious, this is Mayor Tory, he concedes that at this stage, it looks like it's definitely going to be a 25-seat election. It seems likely, in view of what the clerk has said today, that we're going to proceed forward to, uh, consistent with uh, what the stay uh, decision represents, to have an election on October 22nd on a 25-ward system. But as uh, indicated, the council, the city council, did give uh, the lawyers for the city full authority to pursue appeals that they thought uh, were in the best interest of the city. Really? Why would he think that? Come on. You know, (laughs) it's a matter of law or the way it's usually it works uh, that the losing side has to pay costs or they want to go they want to go up that hill and die on it again. You know, as a matter of fact, we're going to be talking to uh, Steve Clark, the Minister of Municipal Affairs and Housing, kind of a point man on this whole. Uh, he re- reintroduced the legislation, Bill 31, last week. We had him on the program. Uh, he's going to join us to explain if this I mean, it could be appealed if Justin Trudeau uh, deems it to be necessary to do. But he went on record last week as saying he ain't going to do that. And so, uh, although it's interesting because there's an Ipsos poll that's come out. This is exclusively for Global News. And it found that uh, 63% of Torontonians uh, believe that Justin Trudeau, his cabinet, which has the power to overrule any act of the provincial legislature, uh, they'd like to see Trudeau wield that power. That's the Ipsos poll done for Global News, 63% of Torontonians. And Trudeau, uh, I can understand his reluctance. The precedent has been set. I mean, back in the day, Mulroney, you know, when Barassa threw 600,000 Anglophone Quebecers under the bus, basically in their language rights, Mulroney didn't step in and override him when Barassa invoked the notwithstanding clause. So I can understand Trudeau's reluctance. Plus, it might not be the winner that... uh, these numbers tend to suggest it is. These numbers are interesting because uh, 65% of Torontonians said they're more upset with the process adopted by Ford rather than his stated goal of reducing the size of council. This was a poll conducted between, uh, what was it, September 8th and 13th? You know, really at the pitch fever, the fever pitch of this thing. And uh, they, 1,560 adults across the country, uh, 506 of whom live in Toronto. Okay, 506. I don't know. Can we extrapolate? Is that a big enough sample? It doesn't matter, but uh, these numbers tell me more people are more upset with the process. Well, maybe they don't understand the reality. Ford's coming out with some numbers on Friday. Vic Fideli, the finance minister, is going to announce that. He'll be on the program as well. Uh, They don't look that rosy, kids. This province is in deep hawk, and uh, we could face a real come to Jesus. This is what I'm saying. Doug Ford is drinking through a fire hose right about now. They're looking at the books and they're saying, oh, my God, where can we rationalize some savings or some cuts? Or when he promised on the campaign trail, he wouldn't cut 
the public service, I guess attrition's the best we can hope for. You got to find ways to make up that loss in some way, shape, or form. But I like this. This is the president of the Canadian Public Affairs Division at Epsos, Mike College. He's saying uh, that Ford, having done this in the middle of the election, it's a move that runs counter to the policy cherished by many Canadians. Canadians really do value, and I hate to be corny about this, he says, peace, order, and good government. But the coverage and the process certainly don't point to either peace or order. So I think that's the part that people are more antsy about than really the notion of using the notwithstanding clause. Well, and then he says, it's not about an obscure political procedure. It's about the protests outside the courthouse. It's about the opposition party being ejected from the legislature. It's about the chaos and commotion around the issue as much as it is about the notwithstanding clause. Well, who caused the chaos? An activist judge who got it wrong. He was slapped down by the appeals court today. They basically indicted him for not getting the law right. There was judicial overreach. If Bello Baba had gotten it right off the hop and didn't sort of come up with all the subjective interpretation, would have been put to bed. We would have moved on. Would have been no need for a notwithstanding clause. He's the guy that triggered all of that. So, I mean, if you really have a complaint, uh, maybe you should be out there at the Superior Court of Justice on University Avenue and banging on the drums and whatever else, the cacophony that you set up at the legislature the other night. But you see, it's all part of the broader culture war. And uh, this is where the left will give no quarter. It's not as bad as it is in the States right now. My goodness, boy, uh, (laughs) it's so toxic there. Uh, In fact, with this Justice Kavanaugh, the latest wrinkle, we're going to talk to our friend Mark Stein after 5 o'clock on that matter, on this notwithstanding clause, the uh, stay that was uh, arrived at here in the Court of Appeals earlier today. But as I say, uh, this judge, he got it wrong. And to, he goes on, by the way, Mr. Uh, College here from Ipsos, Canadians do value process, they value order, and they do value collaboration and cooperation. It's in our nature. And this doesn't ring for that. If there's one thing Trudeau has been about, he's been about consultation, cooperation, coordination, taking some time to get things right. That's where the guy lost me, right around that part. (laughs) I mean, seriously, consultation, cooperation, What about cooperation on that carbon tax thing or even, you know, the whole process for immigration, uh, the asylum seekers streaming into the country through Quebec into Ontario? How coordinated was that? How much cooperation and consultation was involved in that exactly? Not to mention the marijuana file. I mean, yeah, it's easy to say it's going to be legal here in another month. But do we all have our ducks in a row and know how we're going to dispense this stuff and... uh, the enforcement arm of things is going to handle it. So, you know, to my mind, that's uh, all well and good to say. But I get back to a, an original point I made. Doug Ford is drinking through a fire hose right now. It's coming at him, you know, in such a rush that he has to reconcile a lot of things, not least of which are the finances of this province. And I submit to you, they're going to be more dire than anybody might have predicted. And they had four independent audits going at the same time. And I guess we're going to get a full uh, first blush of how bad it is on Friday. But that was something he hinted at or intimated at at the international plowing match out there in Chatham-Kent the other day. So he gave us that little tidbit and then he went off to Washington to uh, see if he can do anything to ameliorate the NAFTA talks. We'll have to wait and see how that all plays out. 
We will talk about it in an hour from now with our panel topics worthy of discussion. Uh, we'll also talk about something else that the province has decided they're going to pursue. And it has, uh, it's maybe getting down into the weeds, but anybody with a mutual fund might want to know about this. You know, no, when you've got front end loads or back end loads and, you know, how the mutual fund industry because there are a series of ads running now about, uh, you know, investments and people's uh, investor, the advisor, they're sitting across from them and they're asking some hard questions and basically saying, you know, your, your, your fees are killing me. <laughs> and, you know, who's making the money here, you or me? That's sort of the gist of it. Uh, the Ontario Security and Exchange Commission is seeking to regulate this, uh, but the Ford government is deciding again it, feeling I guess it could be a more competitive environment uh, if they kept the regulators out of it. So we'll talk to Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She's a personal finance expert here in Toronto, and she'll put uh, that into proper perspective on a need to know basis. And most people are invested, I think, through mutual funds or so on and so forth. Uh, so we'll get the deets on that. As I say, Mark Stein after five o'clock, our panel, Ernie Eves, Buzz Hargrove, and John Turley Ewart after six o'clock. In a moment, though, Steve Clark is the Minister of Municipal, uh, Municipal Affairs and Housing, weighing in. With the government's perspective on securing a stay before the Court of Appeal earlier today, what does it all mean going forward? What are the prospects of an appeal to even a higher court, the Supreme Court of Canada? And who does pay the court costs, by the way? The losing side traditionally, so uh, I'm just wondering who's on the hook for all of that. Wild guess. It's you and me. Uh, But we'll come back and pursue that line in a moment here on The Oakley Show. A great day for talk radio at Global News Radio 640 Toronto.